Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. All Hallows Day. <laughs> <laughs> the Eve of the Spirit guy. Yeah, that thing. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. It's Halloween, baby. It's Halloween, and so we gotta do a Halloween. We gotta do a we Halloween. Have to. Eventually, they're gonna run out at some point. It's tradition. I don't. They may not actually. God, the I way they're, they're. I don't want to do a new one. We're not gonna do a TV series. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, that's next. That's what they're doing next. God. So it's Halloween. We've done several Halloween movies, and as is tradition, we did the random draw. You got to. We got to do the random draw. It's uh, it's too much of a burden to bear to have to make a choice yeah. which Halloween movie you're going to watch. I know. And let, let the cup decide. The cup has never done us wrong. That's true. We went wrong when we went to see the new ones. <laughs> That's that was how on we us. got Halloween kills. That was on us. Because we didn't put it in the cup. Yeah, yeah. We wanted. We thought we were going to be. Oh, Halloween kills! How could it go wrong, brother? Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you what the three new Halloweens did wrong. No, this was fun. I love doing the cup because we only throw in the ones we haven't done episodes on. So we've covered. Yep. We've covered several of them. We've mm-hmm. covered. We've covered the biggest and best one, Halloween three, season of the witch. It's the best. Gotta love it. Yeah, I think that was probably the first one we did. Had that was be. an early, early episode. And that's just. It's the best. Yeah. It's so great. We did four recently. We've done all. We did the last two. Yep. You are the still the proponent of Halloween ends. I still like it. I love it. it. I still like it. I love it. I haven't gone back to rewatch it or anything, but I still hold on to. uh, Yeah, it was an interesting direction to go. That'll be the key. You're gonna watch that one in like a few years. I don't. I cannot envision a world where I go back check out Halloween Kills. Right. But I can see me going back and checking out Halloween Ends. I could see that happening. Kills yeah. is the dead rock bottom last of this <laughs> franchise. But when we were going through the cup, was there one that you were hoping for? Is there one you were hoping mm. to pull? Well, I, I've been pretty vocal so far. And uh, maybe I'll change my mind because I did with the final Friday, but I do not want to revisit those Rob Zombie. <laughs> I do. Once we and knock frankly, those out, I do. I've been were... on the side of those should not be in the cup. Those should be. You have argued for their exclusion. I, I think. Uh, I think I'm not the only one who would argue that, but maybe I go back and they're good. I know you said the second Rob Zombie is good. It's. I and, hate the first uh, one. I think the first one's bad. I don't so want to hear for any of those. Any but those. Right. And you would have been cool with any of the other ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. One and two. We have. We've not yet. done those, but Stone Cold classics. Those I feel they're they're so good, they're so especially good. the original, and the second one has couple especially one of the greatest scares in the entire franchise but like people have hit those up what am i yeah, gonna what am are... i gonna add to halloween 78 i know just me ogling nancy loomis <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> is that it does just people do that in their podcast because <laughs> i'm gonna be talking about her and pj souls a bunch so great there's that that's what i'll be bringing to that one i i was rooting for h2o we got it h2o is a special one in my years later yeah this one is so big for me. I'm so happy that H2O. Really, I was rooting for like five, six, 
and seven. Those right. are the ones. I haven't seen Curse of Michael Myers. We haven't talked about Paul Rudd. No. On the podcast. I would love to do that. Right? And five, we'd done four. Really liked four. Our boy Dwight. Dwight H. Little. Yeah. You know, and so five I'd really like uh, to cover. So I was kind of rooting for that one, but very happy we landed on H2O because I think pretty undeniably H2O is in the top four of the franchise. It's top tier. It is Absolutely. number four because I don't see a scenario where it gets past one, two, three. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that order is pretty set for me. Not necessarily that order, but the yeah, first yeah. three are the top three. Number four is wide open in my mind. Right? Like, because Halloween 4 is good. It's good. But it's beatable. 5, not as good as 4, so you know that's not it. Right. The one with Paul Rudd, don't remember that being so good. It's a mess. It's a total mess, right? Yeah. So that's not it. The two Rob Zombie ones, ooh. Maybe. <laughs> Two's the wild card. I don't see the Rob Zombie ones getting better than Return of Michael Myers, the fourth one. Yeah, in any list that I make. It's a tough bar. Even if I revisit them and think they're great. Yeah, four is a good one. No, the first one stinks. Nobody needs to hear the origin story of Michael. Nobody cares from his side. He's not a person with a side. Yeah. He's an entity. He's evil. We don't need to see his perspective. He has no perspective. There's no perspective there. But if you don't don't do 20 minutes of uh, his mom and dad arguing, how do you get Sherry Moon in the movie? She was too old to play Lord. Rob Zombie will never have a problem getting <laughs> Sherry Moon is, into a movie. I don't even remember. He she is, is getting Sherry now. Moon in all of the movies. So, and the three new ones, even as the proponent of Halloween ends, I don't think you could talk it into your top four Halloween movies. Yeah. That's a tough one. Well, and it doesn't have the nostalgia, too, right? Like these sure, older ones do removed. have the nostalgia. Uh, and, uh, to me, there's something so beautiful in the simplicity of H2O. Agree. It's no frills. It's all thrills. It's uh. It's tight. It's this is like the shortest this film. Is, it's too short, honestly. And I rarely say that about a movie, but <laughs> yeah. there's a point where you go like, "How many people has he killed? Like two people?" <laughs> he it's like, yeah, we're in the end game already. Uh, yeah, it comes at you quick. Mm-hmm. And whatever people thought at the time, I think. Now, 25 years later, after 20 years later, I think yeah. it only looks better. You know, this was a big one for me because this was, we're talking nostalgia factor, this was like my first Halloween. Mm. You know, I was finally, I was driving. You know, yeah, I was right. old enough to go to horror movies now. Horror movies had made a comeback in the theaters right in time for me to go see them. You know, once Scream and all these others, I know what you did last summer, all these movies were coming out. The perfect time for the horror renaissance. Yeah. When me and my friends are old enough to go out to horror movies. It was a good time. It was a good time. And it was also kind of, uh, I remember when this came out, it was like, we're bringing the old guard to compete with these new kids. Yeah. Screams and I know what you did. Because, yeah, I went and saw all those movies in the theater too. But uh, I don't think I saw this in the theater, but I do remember it just being like, we got the veterans here. We're bringing it back, right? Yeah. Jamie Lee is coming back. I had I had no ties to the Halloween franchise mm-hmm. by that point. I hadn't seen any of the movies. But man, let me tell you how hyped I got <laughs> for this movie. I'll tell you exactly what it is. See, 1998 was not just a great year for me and, you know, H2O. 1998 was a great year for 
for Eric. One of the greats. One of yeah. the great years, you know, <laughs> like 98, senior year of high mm-hmm. school. One of those last years of your life where you're kind of, you recognize that like, I'm going to have a little more responsibility going forward. But right now, I had nothing going on. Nothing going on. All I remember about 1998 was fucking DX crotch chops. <laughs> exactly. To all my friends giving out stunners and diamond cutters to <laughs> anybody at school all day. Right. Every day. Pulling out the high jump mats in the gym from under our like gymnasium stage. And all of us doing fucking swantons off the stage into the high jump. That is just us. Just dicking around senior year of school. And just dishing out diamond cutters. Love it. And just just telling <laughs> just telling people to suck it. Yep. It was none of us knew it wasn't gonna get that good. Again, we were all just living at the peak. And this movie, H2O, was trailered heavily during pro wrestling broadcasts. Oh, and yeah. I think in every broadcast. This was a big deal. Yeah. This was really like no, I re- I definitely remember like the marketing of yeah. it. Like we are bringing this thing back, and yeah, I think at the time I probably didn't even know who Michael Myers was. Like like you, I I didn't see. I hadn't seen any of these Friday the Thirteenth. I had a, a vague memory of the third one being on TV sometime in when I'm like eight or nine. Yeah, and kind of watching that movie, but. Yeah, I don't even know if I knew what a Michael Myers was. I never, I never saw any of these kind of movies being played on. I mean, the guy who plays TV. Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I. It it was this great scare tactic of me, you know, being into horror movies and being so obsessed with looking at all the horror boxes on the mm. at the video store, right? But that was really my only connection of these. The movies they would show on my family's antenna TV network. It's like. You know, that was like, I was seeing Lucas, you know, <laughs> I'm seeing License to Drive. I wasn't seeing, they weren't editing down Halloween 5 to mm-hmm. show on Saturday afternoon Fox movies. Like, no, no, no. Maybe I'll get Ice Pirates. But right. we are not getting these R-rated slashers on network television. So if these were being played on Up All Night or other cable, like, I wasn't seeing any of them. And so this was like my Halloween. And I remember the first time we saw this trailer, nobody in the room had any connection to Halloween. We would all usually get over, uh, you know, go over to a friend's house on Monday night, mm-hmm. watch, uh, switch back and forth between Raw and Nitro. And the first trailer for this, when they show Michael Myers lowering himself from like a pipe by one arm, we lost our minds. <laughs> the room lost it. Love it. Everybody in the room flipped. I remember that so well. My buddy's girlfriend Gina comes back in the room wanting to know what is going on. She, the whole the whole room's just like, did you see that? Did you? We were flipping out. We thought. I remember my friend James was just repeating the word "badass" over and over. Just like we were like That's stunned. Cool. We were just like it hooked us immediately. Like we were setting the date when we would get to see. H2O. Mm-hmm. No question in our minds we would be going to see us. I don't remember being so excited to see a movie in theaters on first sight with no connection at all. And so this is working. This movie, the marketing was working on newbies like me because mm-hmm. it had been long enough since it felt like they're treating this one seriously. I was aware of the curse of Michael Myers, but in a way that I knew I wasn't going to see it. Mm-hmm. It was a joke that movies were on their seventh or eighth 
right. sequel. It was a cliche. Yeah. The curse of, yeah, the return of, all that stuff. Uh, and yeah, that was just one of the other, you know, franchises that had just kind of run out of steam. Yeah. Uh, at that point. Uh, we were talking about the Final Friday. Nightmare on Elm Street did the same thing. They just seemed to all run out of steam at the same time in the mid-90s. Kind of a miracle we got as many as we, as we did, yeah. right? Like, it's amazing. It's it's an era, like, we're getting, as I say this, like, Saw 11. Exactly, is, yeah. Is, we still got some, some uh, heavy hitters. The idea of crossing over into the double digits uh-huh. is insane to me. How does that happen? It's a miracle. Even by, you know, the end of... The, once you're at the end of the single digits, it's almost as if they recognized how ridiculous having a number on this sounds. So they're just like, oh, the curse of Michael Myers. Let's, mm-hmm. not, let's not number this at all. <laughs> you know, let's not put a, an H2O as the perfect... Uh, it only fooled one person, our friend Sean, into thinking it was going to be entirely underwater. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody get tricked? Some guy, like, all right, well, they didn't send Jason to hell. If Michael Myers <laughs> is not underwater in this one, I am out. It does seem like you could just call it Halloween 20 years later. The yeah. H, there's something about that H2O is like... Uh, they couldn't that, resist. That, some that guy goes, got that feels like a wrestling thing though too, right? Like that's like some that would be a wrestler's name. H two O. You had Triple H and you had H two O coming in. I don't know. But uh, Well you get that amazing cumbersome title, the Halloween H two O colon twenty years later. It's like it explains the pun around the pun. It, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Either just go with H two O or just go with twenty like, years later. Like it should have been in the in parentheses. Like yeah, it would have years been, later. It would yeah. I could picture Halloween twenty years later. Parentheses H two O. We wanted H two O, but we had to explain it. Right. Like it's so ridiculous. Or that, that they could did have just been way. the you know common like we call it F thirteen. They could have just referred to this one as H two O. They had to the put cool it in. kids would have known. This feels like such a boardroom argument where they're like the first argument of the set. Like we know we're bringing back Curtis. We know mm-hmm. we're it's like. Well, I want H2O. Well, I want 20 <laughs> years later. But... No one's going to know what H2O is. They're going to think it's underwater, you dummy. <laughs> yeah. No one would ever no think that. No one would think that. No <laughs> one is stupid enough to think that. Yeah. There's the side of the table that's respecting the fan base's intelligence. And then the other's like, we need to explain the pun. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, they showed this trailer so much. I remember seeing this trailer so much. Every other horror movie... I don't remember getting the primetime blitz mm. that this one got. I really remember that the the you know the porthole in the door kind of moment oh, where Jamie her. Lee Curtis looks at Michael Myers through yeah. the door. Like I feel like that was every commercial break. Well, they were like, "Look, we and every comic book uh, buying comic books at this time was like full page in oh, in the see, cover ad. That's for a market H2O. I see that." Oh. If I'm bringing the wrestling perspective, you got it. That is a blind spot for me. I have no idea the comic book advertising yeah. uh, effect from the horror movies. Yeah, well, I know that portal window look they had to throw in there because somebody's like, look, we made his eye holes gigantic. <laughs> so we're going to need to show him looking at somebody with these eyes. Yeah. You've never seen so much eyeball we're gonna, on Myers. We're going to make did. sure you see all the contours of his face under the mask <laughs> it's an absurdly contoured face at some point uh, but yes my i i 
I could not tell you a single other thing that's in the trailer for that movie, but Myers lowering himself for the ceiling is that is the Halloween visual for me. That defines the entire series. I love I, it. Just and all I can think about is my friend James just calling it badass. Badass. This movie knew what badass. sixteen and seventeen year olds with no hit. It did look badass, right? Mm-hmm. It still looks badass. When it, when they when he was in that dormitory at the end, I was just like, oh man, the arm scene's coming up. <laughs> Such a cool way. What was he doing before that? Was he just up on the ceiling like the guy in Bo is Afraid? I know, right? He's just hanging up there <laughs> for he hang, days because he had to hang long enough for her to walk under him. Mm-hmm. Like we don't. It's such a cool cut when you see it in the commercial. You just get the lowering. You know, in the movie, it's like, oh, that's all it is. You don't see him at all before he's already yeah. mid lower. I like to think that he's like standing around, like where did she go? And it's like, oh shit, here she comes. <gasps> uh, he's like looking left, looking right, looks up, bar, you know, yeah, jumps up, jumps up, and just, just is like dripping sweat up. over there. Yeah, <laughs> picture of holding his little knees up to his stomach, so so she has enough space to clear him. What if she finds him? Is the plan for him to just drop down and start swinging <laughs> at that point when his cover's blown? Exactly. You know, the first one had that. I mean, that masterful shot. Dean Dean Cooney talked about this one because it's such a such a masterful shot done with just a dimmer switch. That scene of him just going from total darkness to slowly appearing in that closet right next to it without moving. Oh yeah, it's just a dimmer switch. Slowly, that white face slowly mm-hmm. coming out of the darkness. This is not that, <laughs> but I love the physicality and just the look of it there's something alien about him lowering himself by one arm Mm. it looks so off so different than you'd expect human movement and of course we saw this i don't remember if it was opening weekend but i know we all like we're doing this this is the thing we want more than anything right now (laughs) like we wanted stone cold Dishing out stunners. We then wanted to turn around and give each other stunners. And then we wanted to go see Mike Myers lower himself from a pipe. That's all we needed. That's yeah. all we wanted. It was great. McDonald's had the 20-piece chicken McNuggets deal for $3. We were senior year boys right. who played sports, so we had bottomless stomachs. I remember getting two 20-pieces before going to the theater there. I was eating 40 McNuggets God. throughout H2O. And the movie is... For like a buck. The mo- Yeah. It cost us $2 to get like 40 <laughs> McNuggets. And suddenly the movie ends 60 minutes in. And I got my mouth full of McNuggets still. She's <laughs> like, I bought way too many Nuggies for this movie. I didn't know we were getting just a made-for-TV you, length. You had to eat one nugget every two minutes the entire length of this if movie I kept to get up, them all in yeah if i had to that, that is the pace you that is a furious mcnugget pace in the dark when i have my it doesn't little seem like it but 30 nuggets in yeah 30 you, you feel it you're feeling it <laughs> 70 years old you're feeling it. you're keeping your dipping sauces straight in there it's dark but <laughs> we were so hyped cool. for this movie and i think it really holds up i think it is a great it does such a good job of tying the story back into... This is what the 2018 version wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens after the first one. The hubris, by the way. To think they could come in and do a better job than Halloween 2 or H2O. Like, their movie is the one that needs to be remembered. And yeah. we're going to forget all these others. It's the worst ones in the series. <laughs> I hate I hate them. But H2O does... They jump right from 2 was the last one, right? Yeah. We don't acknowledge the other stuff. 
But, you know, they kind of play with it in this interesting way because, yeah, in 4 and 5, uh, Laurie Strode is dead. So we're going after the, the, the niece. Yeah. But uh, in this one, they kind of do this thing where she, like, has faked her death or, like, changed identities and stuff. So it almost, like, to me, it, it almost, like, says, like, this could have, the, the 4 and 5 could have still happened, but she would have had you know, faked her death or whatever. But so I think it's an interesting, uh, like, they didn't have to do that. They could have just had her move away. Yeah. And be Laurie Strode somewhere else. Yeah, this movie's not near Haddonfield. The, uh, yeah, this is in California. Yeah. Some, uh, I somewhere love... in Northern California. I wish they would tell us where, because I want it to be. This is like in West Covina. Yeah. yeah. Man, this is so cow. This is, this is definitely East L.A. Like, mm-hmm. East, East of L.A. Yeah. Out there. Hacienda Heights or something. It's somewhere out there, right? But, but Carpenter adjacent movies always want those northern california vibes exactly i was just gonna say i wanted it to be set in the fog Mm -hmm. you know setting yeah uh, you bring back janet lee and jamie lee curtis it just felt spiritually uh, janet lee in right yeah you it seems like they're doing everything they can to tie this to the fog this was (laughs) supposed this was supposed to be carpenter Mm. carpenter was they wanted him to direct it but because he's john mf carpenter he said like yeah Give me ten million dollars to direct this movie. Hmm. The way the way he argued is that he never got paid what he <laughs> what he earned on the original one. Now you're gonna pay me, but he's so good that when they say no, he just goes okay. Oh yeah, he's still fine. getting paid. He's fine. Either way, I'm getting paid, guys. I'm gonna go play Sonic. Right. That's I'm what that a, guy yeah, does. Yeah, he's got like writing credits and producing credits and music credits on this movie. Yeah, probably put in. Two hours of uh, meetings. He says a no, thumbs know. up. Do I'm it. always amazed by how much work goes into this when you think it's just someone selling you the name. And then it's like, oh, no, but they they probably have to work for like six months to oh, big time. approve things and deal with all this. They probably came to him with a bunch of shit. I mean, honestly, it's... He probably had to call Jamie Lee Curtis because they had to get her back, too. I, I feel like I, I was going to say, it's a, a real deal. coup. Just getting Jamie Lee Curtis back. Yeah. And I, I remember at the time the marketing really being big around like, yeah, we got Curtis. Yeah, exactly. Like she is back because she it was her idea to be killed off. Mm-hmm. She did not want to do these movies like she exactly. did not want to be attached to this. She doesn't stuff. like horror movies from what I've read. Right. Yeah. So for, uh, for an actress who's we, we need to we need to do Terror Train. I can't I believe we haven't done Prom Night. Mm-hmm. A movie that combines both slashing leslie nielsen and the soothing sounds of teenage disco dancing is not been done on the podcast yet makes no sense ridiculous makes no sense so yeah jamie lee curtis is so well known for halloween it's like man no she was in horror movies yeah a lot right so for her to come back this many years later to horror again that was big this is not a woman who was you know needing the work she was 40 years old. She was still getting good gigs. Mm-hmm. She is. She had just done True Lies, I think, was like... Yeah, it was like five years, years earlier. Okay. But, you know, still, she had... Two or three years earlier. You know, she had a network, successful network sitcom with Richard Lewis. You know, she had, mm. she had, she had gigs. She had gigs. She didn't need the Halloween. So getting her back to do this, to reprise the role. We joked about how the Freddy vs. Jason movie took a long time because they had to get the script just right. It's like this is this is just right. I believe the marketing when they said no 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 Jamie Lee was gonna 
I fully bought into that. Whether it was mm-hmm. a bullshit lie or not, like, no, 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 we had to get the role just right or else she wouldn't do it. I remember them talking about, like, no, no, no. She had to do the character just. It had to be interesting enough yeah. to get her back. And for all the hubris of Halloween 2018 being like, no, 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 nothing else happens. We're doing our Laurie Strode story. Like, all they do is the exact same story of it's what. the exact same thing. They do the same thing that yeah. H2O does. She's haunted. She's an alcoholic. She's, she's traumatized. Yeah. And, yeah, she has trouble connecting to others. And uh, it's haunted, the, yeah, like you said, yeah, sees, sees them in her in her mind's eye, all the same stuff. Yeah, for them just reinventing history, they're just like, well, let's just do everything H2O did. And I thought H2O worse. does it a lot better. I mean, yeah. it's actually a pretty interesting, uh, I kind of wanted to see more of that, actually, like her processing this trauma and uh, the way she sneaks the alcohol. Yes. And, and, and does the mouthwash to hide it and stuff. It's like, they actually gave her some stuff to work with here. Yeah, there's actual attention to to character detail. She gets to do real drama, real like... Yeah. You know, she doesn't often come off like a protagonist in some ways. Like, she's kind of a a bitter character, you know? Like, they feel the need to write in reasons to root for this person. But outside of her history and just what she's gone through... Her own son is reacting to her in ways of just like, it's been 17 years. Like, it's so right. long. It's all my life is is dealing with this, right? Like, her trauma is now a burden on other people, while at the same time, you recognize the very real trauma that she went through that even her own family doesn't quite seem to understand. Mm-hmm. Another thing that 2018 just ripped completely off, trying to make her not sympathetic while sympathetic and I really liked her character in this. I yeah. thought she was really good. I thought she was so good. I thought she was good in the, the 2018 one. Oh, yeah. Kills was the one where she was acting from a bed the whole yeah, movie, right? Yeah, she's barely right? in that one. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Um, Judy Greer in that fucking sweater. She's and, <laughs> <laughs> the worst. And But here she is like. She gets to have a little romantic plot with Adam Arkin, mm-hmm. a guy I didn't mind getting knifed. Yeah. <laughs> Adam that Arkin was a great, is... like, the, the counselor romantic interest was like, man, this could have been anybody. Yeah. This really could have been anybody. I, I don't know Adam Arkin that well. Um, you know. But it was you like. You ain't a fan of Full Moon an High? Alan, we need an, an Alan Arkin type, but he's too old. I like. <laughs> Get his son. Get his kid. Uh, you know, I like Adam Arkin, whether it. This movie had a lot of, like, more importantly, a lot of big teen names. It was the yes. debut of Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Michelle Williams the... from Dawson's Creek. Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Third Rock from the Sun. Like, this was all them getting in a, into a horror franchise. Yeah. Pretty big. Big of Josh Hartnett. The, the role of Laurie Strode's messy-haired shit of a wow. son. That's some rough hair on I remember the 90s. And I remember the big clothes that they wear in this movie. Huge. The the oversized the collared shirts, but I don't remember those haircuts. <laughs> I don't remember that being a trend of just like, make it look like I did this myself, blindfolded. The the shaggy, messy bowl cut was a thing. Mm. I can't say it was a thing for me, but it was a thing. I think you had to probably be as handsome as Josh Hartnett to pull it off. Oh, yeah. There was one other if shot. I went where... to school looking like that. <laughs> They would have sent the little uh, funny bus for me. 
I distinctly remember my friend Randy showing up with a kind of messy bowl cut like that. Didn't have the face of Josh Hartnett. No. And a teacher, Mr. Van Ornum. What a <laughs> fake teacher name, names. right? Yeah. Mr. Van Ornum. Mr. Van, kids sure. called him. Oh, I'd, you know? I'd have gone Mr. V. Mr. There. V? Yeah. No. Mr. Van. Mm-hmm. Bob Van Ornum. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, Bye, Char- Randy walked in with that bowl cut and... Mr. Van called him Dumb and Dumber. Right, <laughs> yes. just boom. Second he walked in the door, it's like he had it loaded. Like he saw Randy get dropped off by his mom. It's just like, oh, I know where I'm going. <laughs> I know where I'm taking this one. Roasted him. Second he walked into that class, right? So yeah, you gotta be Josh Hart. That showed one picture yeah. on her desk with him with like slightly better hair. It's like, oh man, no wonder his mom has that picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Desk. <laughs> Doesn't want, doesn't want this other look he's been sporting. Yeah, this kid seems like a little shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Josh Hartnett, John, John Man. Strode. When when Lori wakes up screaming, like this woman again, twenty years on, those screams are haunting. Her mm-hmm. screaming in bed is just. I think it's not so much that she's not like the protagonist; it's more that they show her so unattractive, not physically unattractive, but. The drinking, the like, you know, the terror, like you got to give. Right. I'm so much used to these people being, you know, prettied up as characters and humans. This is a very human, realistic portrayal. She's the headmistress of a private academy that we don't hear anything about. She also teaches classes there, apparently. Mm-hmm. Now they wanted to cut down the budget on this. There's about seven students. And, I know. And one teacher and Adam Arkin. They, uh, yeah, they send all the kids away to Yosemite. To get the school nice and empty so you don't have to worry about a lot of kills. Mm -mm. Uh, This is a very, yeah, just bare bones, straight to the point kind of Halloween. Yeah, we watched this. We started this. We had a few people over to to do our random draw. And we started this one at like 1030. So it was already going to be a later night, later than some of us old guys are are used to. And then (laughs) I remember you being like... Well, good thing the movie is only like 80 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were joking. It's like, no, sure enough, man. They really just... Yep. This is a. Let's talk about our boy, director Steve Miner, mm-hmm. a bit. This is. He's kind of becoming a, a show guy. This is, he, this is one of our guys. Friday 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. So this guy's done a Halloween and Friday the 13th one. And not just any Friday the 13th, 2 and 3. 2 and 3. Then I mean, you think with Halloween. So he's got either number one through number four in each series, right? Mm-hmm. Each of the biggest franchises tied up. But then other stuff, did House. Mm-hmm. Can't believe we haven't done a House episode. I know. Right around this same time, another horror movie I saw in theaters, Lake Placid. Yep, that was his follow-up to this one, I think, right? The second they showed that gator jumping up and biting a helicopter, I don't know if James was also repeating badass this one, but I know that was the one where like, I bet obviously was. we're seeing Lake Placid. I bet he was, yeah. And Steve Miner also did a show favorite that maybe you've heard about, Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Yeah. Yeah. He did the horse jumping movie. I bought the it on Laserdisc d- after we talked about it for the Friday the 13th episode. It is so Part criminal that we have not done Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Which, for a longest time, my brain could have sworn was called Wild Horses Can't Be Broken. <laughs> I think that's the play. That's the play right there. Yeah. Old G-rated. Oh, remember watching that at, like, I don't know, church, camp, something. 
I don't know what movies they showed to these kids. Right. Maybe you've heard of Steve Miners. Maybe you heard a little movie called Forever Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little Mel Gibbs. I love these directors who's just rolling into like, yeah, I did a couple Friday the 13th. I did Lake Placid. I also did this movie about an aging World War II pilot who's frozen in amber or yeah. something. I don't remember the plot of Forever Young. It's a good Young. movie. Uh, it was a huge hit, though. I, I know want, that. I just wanted to make the joke that when the horses are diving into the water during Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, your friend's just going, badass. 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 <laughs> More than anything, the the man who came up with the idea of horse diving had to be criminally insane. <laughs> yeah, where do you get that from? Who not only comes up with that and then is also like, all right, man, you got to figure out how to get the horse up there. <laughs> and then the guy's like, oh, I'll do it. I don't understand any of... He's got a wild heart, whoever that guy is. <laughs> he could you not. know he does. Oh, man. The idea of just... At that point, I don't understand why not just shove like a horse off a cliff. <laughs> I don't get the idea of just... like. I want to talk to any living person who was there for horse diving. I don't know when horse diving fell out of fashion. <laughs> was this one of those things in another popular... Probably because they all died because they hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, like what's like... Tub of water. What, for horse owners, what's like a good length? Like, a, I always wonder what like a good day at the piano store is. Yeah. Like, we sold one. Like, how many dives a does a day. good horse get in? Like, a guy that's... Is this instead of the glue factory? You aren't putting a good horse up on that diving platform, right? I have no idea. Maybe they love it. You think so? Maybe the, the horse is like nature's it. diver. How do you... <laughs> we just had to get there Dude, to find out. picture a horse, you know? Diving you got to stop a... them from going off the cliff every time they're, they're, going, they're oh, running wild. You're, you're, you're back. Yeah, it's true. You're like, I see a cliff. I'm going to keep going. I want to know so much more about horse diving, while at the same time I am horrified about they have a every whole movie about it. <laughs> I cannot wait for our wild horses can't be broken movie. <laughs> and Forever Young, this guy was making. He was a huge working director, if I remember correctly. Forever Young was a colossal smash hit. Wasn't that also Jamie Lee Curtis? She was the Ooh. the female lead in that, I believe. I don't think it was my. Part of me is saying it was Julia her, Roberts. It was. I feel like it was either her or maybe like a Jodie Foster. Yeah, it does feel like a Foster. But uh, anyways, we're talking about Halloween here. <laughs> you talking little? You talking Jodie Foster? Let me tell you about a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. So no, no, no. So this. So uh, Josh Hartnett's buddy at school, the like the horny best friend. Mm-hmm. This actor is just like man. I've seen this kid in a lot of things. That great just. Time of the 90s, where I look this guy up. I've seen him in seven movies. This guy has been in seven movies. Yeah, right. He had yeah. a run, and then he, he had got a run, out. and that's it. Because he was in, he was the the boy in Jumanji. Yep. He's in the Ice Storm. He's he uh he gets taken to the bathroom by Christina Ricci in a Show Me Yours, Show Me Mine thing. Hmm. Blows it entirely. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he can't do it. Can't do it. Sees hers, clams up, blows <laughs> it. Right. And uh, but yeah, that's man. what got him out of the business. He's that's like, what got him out of the business. He can't that. show genitals. Can't do it. <laughs> can't Couldn't do show it. him to Christina Ricci. You're nope. not going to show him to anybody. So he's H2O. And then let me tell you about a little Jodie Foster movie he was in. You ever heard a little man Tate? He was Tate. He was the he titular. was the titular little man Tate. He was Fred Tate. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing him as the horny best friend. 
sneaking the bottle of wine on their little downtown lunch. I don't know how they got into town. That school looked like it was 20 miles up in the mountains. Yeah, right. They just leave. <laughs> they hitch to they lunch. They just go, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. They're, sweat, they're sweaty as hell when they get there. So Steve Miner bringing in, after Carpenter yeah. demanded more money than any director's ever made for directing a movie. I, I bet James Cameron didn't get 10 mil for doing right. Avatar. <laughs> so I love Carpenter bringing in the 10 mil price tag. Certainly when I'm sure like this movie's budget total was probably about 10 mil, right? Yeah. And so... Watching it now in hindsight, now that I've seen the rest of the franchise, I can see the really smart ways they were actually tying this back. I had no idea that nurse in the beginning was the nurse from, mm. you know, Halloween and Halloween 2. They bring her back for the 28. They bring her back for Halloween kills. Yeah. That woman has played this nurse all through the franchise. Doesn't matter if she could, she's die, dead in half. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool, right? She doesn't get the the recognition that Jamie Lee gets, but yeah, she's been there every step of the way. Yeah, she has been. Is that the just Michael Myers steal her car? Is that yeah. the one she attacked in the first one, right? And I loved her her scene in this one. The great timing of her breaking her own window to scream for the inept cops right when they go into the house next door. Myers slashing her throat. Joseph Gordon Levitt gets the kind of uh, Drew Barrymore opening mm-hmm. scream because. No, I was a third rock from the sun guy. He oh yeah, a, he was a, a name quantity at that point. He and gets the in the credits. Um, he's already died, and he gets the and Joseph Gordon-Levitt as, as Jimmy, as Jimmy, as Jimmy. Yeah, the guy you saw just with a ice skate in his face two seconds <laughs> yeah, ago. That, yeah, that guy. His name was Jimmy. That to me is such a elite class. When you get the, you've already died in the movie, and you get the special and credits. And the only other one I can think of is Cellar Dweller with, uh, with uh, Combs. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Combs dying in the opening scene. And <laughs> the opening the, scene. But I'm sure there's a few more like that. But, man. It's great. I'm already a, list a huge fan of the as. Yeah. I love any movie that gives a guy like, oh, we need to tell them this <laughs> one person's name. Like, is, oh, yeah, that guy that you saw die, his name was Jimmy. Right. You wouldn't have known that. But we're telling you now. It's Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, what was the one movie we watched where it was like, as Adam? And you're like, all right, watch out for Adam. <laughs> yeah, Adam's going to mean something. <laughs> <laughs> they went out of their way to identify Adam's presence. Yeah. Be on the lookout for Adam. When Adam shows up, pay attention. <laughs> you know, something's happening, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm seeing all these callbacks later. They also do a, a classic way of callback. This is good for me, seeing the movie when they do the opening credits over a bunch of like newspaper headlines. That's me getting a little, Man. little pencil and notepad out just to check them out. That, uh, the pumpkin's not, not good enough anymore for you. We got to have a police sketch type uh, montage. Yeah, like a conspiracy theory tying all the articles together. But something I love, and I still love it now, I think this movie really helps me get into more than any of the others, even the the King Kong original, like the real essence of Michael Myers. Hmm. I think it benefits from not having Donald Pleasance being Donald Pleasance all over the movie because he sounds always, I love the man, he sounds so ridiculous talking about Michael Myers. He sounds like a crazy person. And... They explain it so simply in this movie that, like, he's the essence of evil. Like, he is, he's not a man. He is evil incarnate. Like, he is empty. Mm. He is just evil. Because a lot of them portray Mike Myers as just kind of a, a, a murdering Roomba. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, this is MO. And this one finds this right balance of, like, there's not human emotion there. There's something, but there's just evil. And I really get into the idea of this man just being the physical embodiment of evil. Mm. I like the look. He's not a big hulking character. He's kind of a taller, lean guy, which now I know is different from other right. ones, you know? He is just this presence. I kind of like the mask, too. Mm. I kind of like the mask. There's some problems I know with the... It's a tough mask for me. <laughs> yeah. In- I don't really... Inconsist- this is an inconsistent mask. It I did changes. find out there's like f- several masks and that it, were used. You can in tell this. too. Yeah, uh, it really changes throughout, and it feels like I don't know how they can't recreate that original mask because that original mask is seems so simple. Yeah, and maybe it's the way they light it, and you know you never get to see his eyes in the original one, but it doesn't look like a fake eye mask. Yeah, or yeah. Anything. yeah. And this one, it's just, you really see those baby blues or whatever. His eyes, eyes are too visible in this. And, and you see you see there's no crow's feet on the eyes. Like, you see it's a younger guy in the mask. Like yeah. You can see the age of the guy in eyes the mask. Are, eyes are the key to the soul, man. Yeah. You can tell a person's age. Look, No matter how young their skin looks, you look at those eyes. Like, those can tell a different story. And this movie is just forcing us to look at Michael Myers' eyes. Yeah. And it, it feels like, the, yeah, they... They did it on purpose at some point because they really Very don't shy away from... It's not like they try to hide that, ooh, we kind of cut these eye holes too big. You could see most of this dude's face. The eye holes They, they really just are one. like, he's going to look at the camera at all times <laughs> when he's looking at you. They have him make full eye contact with other people in the movie, not just Lori. Extended. Yeah. Extended Hard, eye unblinking eye contact. Like that awkward, like, do I say something? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I... So it's one of those things. You and like, how have they not gotten the mask wrong? You know, you know they use the William Shatner mask in the first one, and ever since then, it's like, all right, we'll hire a team of special <laughs> effects guys to recreate this four dollar mask. Yeah. This one, I looked up. Not only did you have a Stan Winston mask, you had a John Carl Beekler mask. Oh my goodness! You had another company making their mask, and then you also had the like pencil sketch mask. For one scene, which I have no explanation. That is the dumbest mask in the franchise. All the other ones I love. The only two masks in this whole franchise that I hate are the Rob Zombie. I think it's, I forget if it's the first one or second one. But he has the like zombie stitched together mask. Like it's like he's decaying. Like Jason Leatherface Vor- or yeah. something. Yeah. It's so dumb. He's not a zombie. He's not... Like, he's not Frankenstein. Yeah, he's not mending to get. It was like missing an eyepiece, so you can see like scalp and right. eye. It's so dumb. <laughs> I hate. It. I forget if it was one or two, but it's stupid. And the only other one I hate. I, there was one where he looked like re, it must have been Resurrection. He had really like pouty lips. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> not sure about the pouty lips, but I like the pouty lips, Jason, even more than I like weird. Contoured cheekbones mask, Jason, that we get for one scene. It is a true, of true anomaly of the whole franchise to have this one scene where his features are drawn on the mask. Yes, like it looked like somebody took a police sketch drawing, like yeah. a pencil drawing, and then just taped it to his face. It is 
messed up. It's weird. It is so dumb. They gave him super cheekbone contour. They gave him like a chin dimple. Yep. Oh, he's got the dimple. He's got full, again, pouty lips. They really love to give this guy big lips in these yeah. later movies. And he's got these, he's got like pencil eyebrows. Yeah. It's like Michelle Williams did his eyebrows. <laughs> she had the same eyebrows. We've got her. this, we've got Michelle Williams and her friend both just have that late 90s, like, yeah, drawn on eyebrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's a lot of other, I, I seem to remember at least two other Halloweens in the franchise making the mistake by giving the mask eyebrows. Yeah. Like, we don't need to keep doing these eyebrows. I remember he had a real bushy set in one of them. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes the hair is really like... Well, the hair is all over the place in this one, too. Yeah, it's it's slicked back a little bit in some parts. I think the pencil mask has it with its what is more shorter mask? or slicked back. And then sometimes it looks like just straight up bedhead. <laughs> yeah, you get really sprizzly sometimes. Yeah. It's a. Like, it's, is this just his hair? It just yeah. I, I. It's gonna be one of those great mysteries. Like on my deathbed, I'm gonna be like, oh, why couldn't they fucking get that mask right? Why didn't they get it right? <laughs> I remember one of the. It must have been Curse or Five, where the neck was really flappy. <laughs> yeah. Like it was too loose on the guy. It's just like why was nobody fixed this flappy mask neck? But yeah, just to think that like, yeah, by all accounts, that first mask is like they went to a dollar store, got a. Shatner mask, spray painted it, and put it on a guy. Yeah, like what the? That's it. That is it. They don't just, overthink this. They spent eleven movies either going too big or just going too weird. I, they're all good. Yeah. They're all good. Whatever. The if you can get past the the mask, the eye holes one. led to some good moments. I love the black eyes. I do love him with just black and. You know, doll's eyes. Right. I like just seeing nothing, nothing. under the mask. Nothing like under there, right? Yeah. I love that effect. The Yeah, they give so many facial features. It's like, you don't need him. I think I seem to remember one of them almost had like a little smirk. It's like, <laughs> why are we giving him this? Like, right. do, who turned the corners up on this? Give him no mouth. Uh, he, he has no expression. This is an expressionless being. It's like... Uh... Every time, again, with comic books, I've just it makes me think of like when you see Spider-Man's eyes like squint or something. It's like it's a mask, guys. The eyes don't oh, get his bigger. eye hole. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he's the mask doesn't look surprised. <laughs> All right, the, this one they it, cut those eye holes so low. You're not just seeing eye. You're getting like the under eyes around the eyes. Like they've done fucked up the eye holes on this man <laughs> they did they, they never cut the eye holes before that it almost feels like that's like an osha requirement they're like look on set the eye holes have to be 47 you know yeah micro centimeters we, across we, or something. we measured wrong <laughs> but they make good use out of that eye contact because he is sneaking peeks at everybody and like you said, by the time we're really in the home stretch, we're like, what? There's been like two deaths. Mm-hmm. Nobody's dying in this movie. He's just he's just traveling. The way he he's is, got a long way to go. He does. And the, the way he is just kind of... Yeah, <laughs> it's a 74-minute <laughs> movie here. We got a... Uh, but the little... Cannonball run of uh, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the scene in the, the rural rest stop, the mother and her daughter... That's a tense scene. Very tense scene. Bathroom uh, scenes in slasher movies are always tough. It's so scary. Yeah. So scary. Because when I'm using, like, there is never a part of me that wants to be sitting down to use any kind of 
open to the public restroom. I've already like am doing something that I don't want to do. And so you're pulling over at a rest stop. And then the second thing I don't want to be doing when I'm already forced to be seating in like a toilet I don't want to be sitting on is seeing like somebody's face through the crack. Uh, yeah. That's the worst. That is the ultimate indignity of being forced to use a public toilet. The making then... eye contact through a, a slot like that. Like in this movie where you see Michael walk by and then look back and look at her through the thing. It's like, no, oh, no, 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 no. Great scene. And they bring the, they bring the, there's, it's a really smart move to have the little kid. And they're like, is he going to kill like a yeah. small child? And is this knife in this like five-year-old girl. And, uh. And then yeah, I think it's a, I think it was a good move to not have him kill them. Yes, because it really would have just been. Too well, also much. I like that it, it kind of does establish that he's not just a stabbing Roomba. Right. Exactly. Like he, it's this is a targeted yeah mission. He he went to this nurse's house to find the info. Uh, he and he took it and he ran with it. Yeah, the nurse with just the kill wall. Yeah. She has her yarn wall in there, right? Great stuff. And I when Myers like steals the lady's purse to get her car keys, and then they show him just driving off. Would have been cool to see him just like putting on a pair of woman's sunglasses <laughs> before just hitting the gas. Right. <laughs> just like slide them up, just like, oh well, if she's also got these. Or it's like uh playing Alanis Morissette in the cassette deck or something. <laughs> yeah, we get some uh nineteen ninety-eight radio. We do. In this movie, eventually. But uh, when he gets to campus, and I would have bet money that LL Cool J was going to be dying quick mm-hmm. when I was seeing this in theaters in 98. LL Cool J is the campus what, security guy. Yeah. yeah. Out of his little security Gate kiosk, guy. which has about four doors on it. Yeah. Surrounded by windows that Mike Myers gets to peek in each and <laughs> every, every one of them. window. <laughs> What is he waiting for? And in the middle of Mike Myers peeking in, looking at people in mirrors and peeking around corners and windows, Laurie's imagining him everywhere. He's showing up at the school to peek at Michelle Williams. This guy's mm-hmm. just peeking all over campus, and I love it. <laughs> and I love it. I love all the glimpses of this guy. Uh, I did not expect all of the intricate facial contouring once we get our first full glimpse, but it feels like before this movie's even started, we already have our final six people on campus. Everybody else went to Yosemite. Mm-hmm. The four kids, Laurie Strode's son included, all stayed behind to have a total fuck fest. Uh, these kids are horned yeah, up. They get it. This is ridiculous. I understood. They're playing directly to us. <laughs> I knew exactly what was going on. They understood teenagers really well because they understood how stupid our plans were. They understood mm-hmm. how no no foresight went into any of these plans. We always just had the immediate goal in mind. When they like don't even when they beg their way off campus to LL Cool J, the only thing they were thinking of was like we just want to go off campus. Right. When they like came up with elaborate schemes to all separately get out of going to Yosemite, they were not thinking of anything beyond just not going. Like, well, we'll figure something out. We'll right. stay on campus. We'll we'll make food. The amount of food that they prepare 
That rang true. That is that legit. was a yeah that 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 was absolutely what we would have done in that what I would have done in that situation was make three days worth of food. Yeah, that we've night. prepared Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday's <laughs> dinners for Hillside. It's just like I'm looking at these huge pans of tater tots. Just like yep, that's it. Yeah. Oh, Randy's mom has the forty pack of bagel bites. We're gonna be making all those bagel there. bites. Yeah. Oh, they got the Costco sized taquitos. Looks like we're getting through that whole box of taquitos. You guys think I could eat twelve of these meat sticks or fourteen? <laughs> yeah, the amount of food I could shovel away in nineteen ninety eight was insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. I, I good know. luck with that, man. Grocery prices the way they are, you are <laughs> not gonna make it. You're gonna have to give up on eating. We'll be all eating plastic by then. We'll be fine. I'm starting right now. Yeah. And when he is just killing people in that dormitory right away, I loved it all. I am a real big fan of this movie. I love all of his appearances throughout this dorm. Mm -hmm. I love an empty dorm when nobody else is on campus. This is a cool, like the room that they're in, or whatever building they're in, it's got these little kitchens. It's got the dumb waiter. Dumbwaiter dumb dumb is all so, good. So cool. Uh, that girl getting her ankle smashed when yeah, Myers cuts the ropes. Oh, that's a gross one. Myers is doing the look up the dumbwaiter as it's going See? up. See? The eyes are good. Although, yeah. every one of the scenes where I'm picturing him with just black eyes, it's probably better. Just blank circles. The idea of him cutting a dumbwaiter so it smashes on a girl's ankle. Him watching the dumbwaiter fall freely. And then just a pair of black eyes going, hmm? <laughs> Would have been better. Would have been better. But Myers just, there's some great scares throughout this, too. I love when he's chasing Hartnett and Michelle Williams. They're running out to, I guess, Lori's headmaster's quarters sure. on campus. Uh, and Myers is, like, stabbing at him through a, a gate. Oh, yeah. And the blade is inches away. And he's just held back enough by these steel bars. And it's just this kind of animalistic way of not quitting where he's still just like knowing it's not reaching, but he's still just stabbing inch away from Josh Hartnett's face. That, that was good. good. Yeah, that looked good, man. That's that was scary. Good. Michelle Williams is so good at looking really upset in all the movies that she does. Yes. And, and this one is no exception. I, I love how yeah, her and Hartnett are so realistic in the way that they just absolutely lose their shit at first sight. Yeah. There's no like figuring it out. It's just like run. Yes. And they are just crying like little babies by the time they get in the car, they get out of there. Yeah, they are acting like 17-year-olds with yeah. a knife-wielding maniac would act, right? And I love that that's it segues into these kids. Josh Hartnett has been given it to his bee mom this whole time. <laughs> exactly. He is like comforting her by her bedside after she wakes up screaming. And later that mori- morning, he is just like, why can't you be like dad? Get over it, mom. And it's just like, geez, buddy. I know, right? He immediately is like, and he left you. Yeah. He is just giving it to her this whole time. And once they become just like whimpering babies, Adam Arkin is just lifted up and knifed. Oh, you get oh, this sweet scene with, with Lori telling her, telling Arkin that, that her name is Lori Strode. I forget her fake name in the movie. She's yeah. under a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. She has to tell him all about, because he's heard of these murders. These murders are widespread. They made it out to California. Everybody They were on remembers. Case Files of America, yeah. Yeah. 
And so once when it comes time for Lori to step up, man, Jamie it's a good Lee, scene. Jamie Lee Curtis is just good. Yeah, in this movie, she is so good. She was good in the 2018 one, doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But she is good. Her veteran presence. You know, I when I fully bought into the hype of like she's. Knowing nothing about the Halloween movies, they wouldn't get Jamie Lee Curtis back if this wasn't going to be good. Yeah. I'm very thankful that they followed through on that. She was good. This whole, like, end end run of her with Michael, her in the car with Michael, just taking him on a ride. Oh, man. Checking the mirror to see if Michael's body. This one, I love how they, they didn't make her, like, badass from the beginning, but she... Just goes full mama bear mm-hmm. when it's her kid being threatened by Michael Myers. And it's like, enough of the shit. I'm cutting this dude's head off. Like, no more fucking around. Oh, man. I love it. I love her dumb person She plan. gets so, like, militant immediately. She's like, run. Do what I say. Don't even think about it. Yeah. I I love that vindication that she gets. Mm-hmm. Where heart, you can tell her son just doesn't believe her. He kind of thinks his mom was like a, a nutcase. Even with, you know... She can't put herself in the shoes of this person, right? And she probably cannot adequately describe what she went through to communicate what happened, right? It's tough. Communication's hard. Well, yeah, and they they do set up like it's been twenty years. Mm-hmm. Like this is like this is not something where she's had to keep running from Michael. Like we've never heard from him after that one night, you know, for right. the first two movies. Good point. Yeah, I guess I don't well, think that's I, a I, so, awful night. That Lori had. What a night. A two movies worth of a night. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Hell of a night. And I like that they, you know, in the new one, there's this uh, attempt to make her, she's like a survivalist who's made a a kill trap for Myers, right? And I love in this one that her idea is basically just like, I'm going to kill myself as long as this asshole (laughs) like Mm. dies too, Mm -hmm. right? And so all the things with her just driving this car, sending Michael flying through that windshield. And that, I can see why people wouldn't like the eyes. But I really liked all the different ways her and Michael look at each other. Even if there's nothing there. It works at the end. It's, it's like him. You know how animals are little, like, manipulators? Yeah. You know, my beautiful boy, Tacos. Like, I don't know how much. He's right here. He's right here. He's, he always hangs during our pods. Mm-hmm. He knows how to manipulate. Like, he knows to roll on his back and look up at me with his little paws tucked. And it's like, how do you know that I think that's the cutest thing in the world? <laughs> like, you you yeah. guys know. And Myers kind of dumbly preys on her humanity. Like, they give him that. So he's not just a Roomba. Like, these looks that he gives. It's like, yeah, there's kind of nothing there. But he knows he has to do something. Mm-hmm. He knows that he can prey on something. What I did not expect in the theater, and I remember the theater being into this, is when her big idea is just to drive her van off a cliff. Wait a minute. And he gets thrown down there. She gets thrown out of this thing, and he just gets smushed mm-hmm. in between. Lucky for her, by the way. <laughs> Lucky right? for her. If he wasn't trapped, yeah. she was going to be in trouble. That would have been the end of things, yeah. right? Him getting pinned with a car, and then just basically like, he got nothing. He had nothing. He's just a big old goon reaching mm-hmm. out. He's just a baby, just kind of moving his arms around, not really knowing what to do. 
And I love that tease with Lori like reaching out her hand as he's reaching out his hand. That little animal manipulation, right? Before they give the crowd everything that they would have wanted with her just macheting that Man. guy's head off. One clean swoop. Beautiful. That's an intense it's it's such a jarring like this movie does have too many like jump scares of people running into their boyfriend and being like, ah Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does do does but, do that a bit, sure. But uh like eight times in like eighty minutes. But like uh <laughs> it's, it's only final, more obvious with the that short final length. shock of her swinging the axe is such a like bada! Yeah. It really Every time, every time I've seen this movie a handful of times, and every time it's like, God, Jesus! <laughs> I know it hits like <laughs> such a like a machete to the neck, it like it hits with such a bam, like you just wouldn't think she's going there, because really she hasn't gone there. Mm-hmm. This is not a thing that she's had to do in these movies at all, right? And they really like let that moment sit for a bit in the best 1998 way possible. By immediately going into Creed. <laughs> you know it's 1998. Just a head gets lopped off, those credits hit, and then Creed. Creed was ubiquitous. The emotional rock begins. Yeah. yeah. They were everywhere in 98, 99. This is a movie that barely had songs. Right. This was mostly a score movie, except for Mr. Sandman. Yeah. You have to include Mr. Sandman. That was from, like, they did that in... Two? I don't remember. I feel like that was a thing where we were supposed to know that that was like his cue. That it was, but I don't. Uh, I don't really associate that song with Michael Myers in a particular way. I guess I it do is one hundred percent in either nineteen seventy eight or Halloween two for sure. I'm not remembering which one, but it was definitely. But it's not a something where I go that. like, "Oh, that's his song." Oh, Halloween, right? The Michael Myers. Right. Song. Oh yeah, Mr. Sandman, Michael yeah. Myers, <laughs> and AKA the rest of this movie is score. And we get a little bit of Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams about to fuck to Creed. Yes. Which is what you did. You get a tease. You put on my own prison, mm-hmm. and you just went at it. You just watched those panties that drop. What, that was what you did in 1998. That was what we all did. Yeah. It was, <laughs> None really of us, emo- it was an emotional time for making out. And <laughs> I always have to stop and just be like, God, what? What is this life for? But this Creed song is... <laughs> I am not a person... I've owned some like questionable music. I've never owned a Creed album. Yeah. I was not one of the six million that went out and bought Creed's uh, first or second albums, right? But it was impossible not to hear we, higher. We, I think we had some. <laughs> <laughs> you had, you I think me and my brother had a, had a CD or two of the Creed. I mean, six million people bought each of these first two yeah. albums. Like, somebody's going to have them. You're going to know somebody in your life that owned that album, right? Yeah. Both of them were huge smash hits. You could not go anywhere without hearing higher. Oh, then when they dropped, with arms wide open. Like, mm. they loved them, right? All the songs vaguely sounded like... Could not get away from those Sounded kind of like they were about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a lot of those kind of people really liked them. But then they also had that post-Eddie Vedder, like... Yep. You know, and everybody loved that. That that lasted for six-plus years still. Post-Vedder yarling. Mm-hmm. But this song... What's this life for? Really, when you make exclusively music that sounds like it's about Jesus, it's really weird because then it makes it sound like Michael Myers. <laughs> it sounds like they're deifying Michael Myers throughout the whole credits. Right. 
either they're deifying or treating him as some kind of like, what do we really know about him? Or they're saying just like, you know, man, you could have done it differently. <laughs> you could have lived your life a whole nother way, brother. Right? You didn't have to do this, Mike. It's a song either about Jesus or treating Jesus's gift of life as something truly precious. Mm-hmm. None of the things that apply to Michael Myers. It'd be like if Terminator ended with, <laughs> with <laughs> this. Like, I'm not sure this is the right guy to be singing this song about. Right. So the only choice had to be like, we're getting Creed. It's 1998. Every movie has to end with Creed. Just like in 2003, 2002, it's like, we're getting Linkin Park for the credits song. It's going to happen. Yep. It's written in. I, I Well, maybe that was also, yeah, like, that's how they got Jamie Lee Curtis back. She's like, I'll do it if you give me a little character development and I need that Creed. <laughs> she is so into my own prison. She is, like, putting it in her rider. I need it. She need, has a need for Creed. <laughs> oh, this was like a pre-Woodstock 99 world. I know, right? That we were living in, right? The Jarl was not so negatively attached. If no, we... yeah, everybody was on board with Creed at this point. It's like <laughs> America <laughs> champion we Creed. Into, yes. Creed said, was the people's choice in I like 98. the hair. I like the voice. Yeah. I feel like we found out Scott Stapp wasn't a great guy after this. Right? I don't think Scott Stapp's a super good dude. Yeah. We're right. We're in kind of a weird Creed renaissance right now. The Texas Rangers are like using Creed oh. as their like clubhouse. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. So we're in kind of like a creed It's, I mean, the 90s are back. I unironically saw like a person with those giant Jinko jeans the other day. Oh, no. That's 90s fashion is, it is, is the current girl's fashion. Yeah. We, I know we plumb the depths of fashion like routinely. It cycles through. We're and back. I'm sure they'll go back to like 60s, 70s bell bottoms looks. Yeah. And sir, but for right now, it is all 90s fashion. And so now I'm old enough to recognize like I know I'm the old guy because we're seeing these kind of weird like bastardized versions of what my friends and right. I were wearing in the late 90s. It's like that's kind of right, but it's also kind of produced by AI. Like, this is what somebody from the 90s would wear. And it's like, kind of. Well, it was, they had the giant Jinko jeans and then the Taylor Swift era's tour shirt. Nice. Right. So, yeah, they were getting it from both sides there. Sure. I mean, this had to be no different than when I would, me and my buddies would go to the Salvation Army and I'd come home with, you know, bad 70s polyester shirts. And my parents had to be just like, what the f- I know. Like, that's dumb shit that we wore when we were 20. Used to, like, used, used to try to collect, like, like ten year old plus like track meat shirts or something. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. If there was if I went to Salvation Army and there was like a ringer tee that was just like Expo eighty seven, like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> add it to the pile. Yeah. yeah. It had to be the same dumb thing that like my now I'm old I should be like, that that seventeen year old doesn't really get how we were wearing our pants in nineteen ninety eight. But I can see what they're doing. Like they didn't ha- they don't have Miller's outpost now mm-hmm. <laughs> do they have pack pacific sunwear is that a is there still pack sun at the mall i don't make it to the mall that much I, uh, yeah. these days Not so at the mall. but uh creed hitting those hitting those end credits without josh hartnett's hair and without the title literally being 20 years later <laughs> before the creed i think this movie fits very nicely 
almost agelessly within the... It does not have a lot of uh, camera or filming techniques of mm-hmm. the bullshit that I kind of associate with that 98 to 2003 era. Absolutely, yeah. It, it, it's a pretty good-looking movie. It's a simple movie. It's not set in many places, but it is a good-looking movie. Didn't... Uh, Without all the trappings of the late 90s. Right. Maybe it well, really did all change in 90s. It wasn't all in like blue tint. Like yeah. You would have, have expected. They must have missed that. That must be more starting in 99, 2000. Maybe. I remember really like going to see traffic in the movie theater and being like, right. this is what we're doing in with <laughs> movie colors now? Okay. So it must have been 99, 2000. And this one just escaped just under. Well, I, and you know, I think Miners, he's old school. He gets it. You know, you want light. You want to be able to see these things happening. It looked good. Um, Horror's better in they the did a light. Great, they did a great fake out of uh, Adam Arkin shooting LL Cool J accidentally. Yes. Uh, LL Cool J is great in this movie, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I just want to make sure we talk we about We did not his properly. Smut, ju- yeah. Uh, oh, he's trying to become like a, he wants a to be screenwriter. A romance author or a screenwriter or something. And uh, his scenes on the phone with his, his girlfriend are. Very good. It's, in a movie that is so short, we got two different scenes of LL Cool J reading his like new romance novel to his never seen lady on the phone, and her doing. I love this actress because she's just doing like, mm that's not what I would do. <laughs> yeah. All right, baby, I know that. I know. <laughs> There's probably six total minutes of him reading his script in a. That is a significant percentage of this runtime. Yeah. But yes. And you get the great, like, he survives, and he's like, I'm going to make it a thriller. Yes. And he's all excited on the phone at the end, man. Really missed out on not, light. on not bringing him back instead of bring Like, they brought in Buster Rhymes. Right. For the resurrection. They really should have brought back LL. Yeah. Uh, for how short, how short this movie is, I would have liked to see LL do a little roundhouse work on, on Michael. <laughs> Give him a kick. He, dude, LL Cool J just lacing into Myers while Mama said knock you out is playing? Come on. Like, come on. What were we doing? If Buster Rhymes can throw spin kicks, we didn't have it established that Buster Rhymes knew spin kicks. Right. It was established that LL Cool J could box. It was canon. Yeah. Missed opportunities. Probably got cut for time. I assume so. Miner's a pro. I'm not going to question that guy. No. That guy knows not. how to make a movie. I'm not questioning. I'm just saying. God, we're... I just want to make sure we all understood how good LL was in this movie. How could we he do more? We are going to oh. do Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. <laughs> I'm putting that one in the cup for the next Halloween. Sure. We should do a minor cup. Oh, a minor cup? Just Is he going movies. into the list of directors that we'll, we do random draws? I bet we could do a pretty good Forever Young episode. I remember liking that movie when I saw it. <laughs> America I liked a... that movie. Yeah, America likes Steve Miner's work. He was the <laughs> right choice for this movie. I like this. I said up top, easy top four Halloween. And that is not an easy thing to do because one through three is set in stone. Mm. I think the only thing that changes for me is whether I have 78 as my number one or Season of the Witch. Those are the permanent one, two right. for me. Until Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 knocks my socks off. <laughs> but Halloween H2O, easy, easy Mount Rushmore pick for me. Check it out. You can be done with this in, a, in an hour. 
Hmm. You could not watch two episodes of your favorite show in the amount of time it'll take you to watch H2O. Yeah. This is yeah, this is the perfect like one half of a double feature kind of a movie. Mm-hmm. Whatever else you want to watch, throw H2O on after it. You're going to have fun. It worked out perfect for us. And you're still going to get out of there by midnight. Yeah. You are so down with this. Everybody loves H2O. Watch it just to flip out. Picture yourself in 1998. You're flipping back and forth between Nitro and Raw. And you watch Michael Myers lower himself from the ceiling. Put yourself there. Badass. Badass. (laughs) I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening. Happy Halloween. Because they could never find what is right.